Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Cigar Social. This is a podcast from just two guys in the Chicago area who get together to talk over some whiskey and a good cigar. My name is Matt. Across from me is a, a fella who might be the one who let the dogs out. Ken? Thank you, Matt. Another interesting intro, as usual. I expect that. Thank you. Ken, today's <laughs> a, a, a very special episode. Uh, first, we have the cameras rolling, so you can check us out here at the Smoke Shed uh, Studios uh, on YouTube or on the new Spotify video podcast feature. Uh, but most importantly, we have a special guest joining us. Uh, he's the owner of Don Rafa Cigars and uh, Tabacalera La Familia. Did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, and which is located in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rafael Yaka. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, first, before we do anything, we like to play a game called Show and Tell, which I think today is going to be a little different uh, because usually. Uh, every episode, we alternate who brings the bottle, who brings the cigars. It's traditional around here to start with the cigars. You've already lit one up. Uh, I think we should follow suit. I think we should follow suit. We're going to yeah. be all smoking kind of different Don Rafa's. I'm going to go your route just because this is one that we had in a previous episode. I kind of fell in love with it, uh, and it comes in this beautiful box, by the way. I love the logo, but the box is just um, – just something that draws your attention as soon as you walk into uh, a humidor at a burning leaf or something like that you see that box you just kind of gravitate towards it it's a great job on the presentation um ken what are you going to smoke over there well you know what you know i think i owed it to our fans and our viewers that we needed to go out and do more research you know become more versed in this so i went out and made sure that i tried many different cigars and i do love that cigar like you said that was one of our feature ones in episode two However, I've been fortunate enough to actually come across some more Don Rafa. And I came across this yesterday from Burning Leaf out there in Aurora, one of my favorite spots. And I'm going to have one of these. And probably, since you are the expert, sir, can you tell us a little bit about this one in particular? This is a uh, 6x54 short uh, fill cigar, but it's a good tasty cigar. And. Um, I enjoy it pretty much. I, I, I smoke like a two or three a day of this. Wow. We got five sizes on this on this cigar. Okay. We got Robusto, Torpedo, Toro, Churchill, and Grand Toro 6x60. Okay. And they're very popular. This is going to be a new uh, one for me. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I saw that. I mean, that's the whole mm-hmm. thing about it, too, mm-hmm. because you know, if you got a little background on it, we try to do things that we haven't done before. Right. But worked out that we started we found something that we had and also we found something we liked and had right, right. these cigars and uh-huh. then we found we had more and more mm-hmm. of them so it only makes sense to keep trying more and more of these right. <clears throat> so we've already we know that we're smoking these delicious don rafas we're just gonna get to the brown liquor real quick pour ourselves a drink good idea since this is a special episode i brought a special bottle to the table this is a my own personal bourbon blend. Uh, some call it the owner's bottle. Some call it an infinity bottle, and this is how it works. Um, when you have a, a, a bottle of good bourbon, or like something like I do, like to, I like variety, so I like to buy different types of bottles of bourbon. Um, when you head down to like the last pour, you pour it in the decanter, and then as you blend your your bourbon together, now you kind of want to stick with bourbon, and you don't want to go flavors or go with different spirits or anything like that, but uh, as you blend multiple bottles, it'll take on like a, a, a taste that's like unique, one of a kind. Um, so you can say it's kind of like a home version of like a Solero system that they use uh, for for you know whiskey or, and wine, small amounts added from a variety of bottles, and whatever's consumed is will then eventually get refilled. So it's kind of like this never-ending bottle of whiskey. Um, so the blend will keep changing. And you can do it with anything. You can do it with vodka. You can do it with gin. Um, in the spirit of tradition, I solemnly swear I did not try this blend since my recent additions. So this will be a new tasting for me and for you. My second death. Yeah. Yep. So. Have your lighter real quick. Yeah, you can, you can have the lighter. All right. So I'll pour ourselves a drink. Um. 
So, Raphael, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Real quick, uh, but for the listeners and now people watching, uh, if you don't know, Don Rafa is a Chicago-based, Chicagoland-based, family-owned business. Uh, pride themselves. You pride uh, on the best Nicaraguan tobacco. Um, and I have a couple questions later on, but uh, just to let you know that. I personally enjoy, and feel free to pour yourself a glass of uh, a well-built Nicaraguan cigar. I mean, I like a Nico Puro, uh, and, and I so many good cigars come out of Nicaragua. And I don't know if it's the the volcanic soil, because I know Nicaragua's known for volcanoes. In fact, your Maduro box of this box press has the volcano on it, right? Yeah. Um, which brings me to a fun fact. Did you know... There's 23 volcanoes in Nicaragua. Yeah. 19 of them are actually active. active yeah. We went to one and we saw that. We saw the lava right there. I, I couldn't even believe That's it. It's insane. I only see that in movies and pictures <laughs> and videos. But I went to a volcano <laughs> and it was amazing. You can't even breathe there. The sulfur or something that from the from the volcano is strong. Wow. Let me try your blend here. Yeah, yeah, let's try it. Oh, we got to... Yeah, of course. Here you go. Mm. Turned out well so far, but I love it because that bottle, I saw it getting full, and I'm like, you know what, special episode, I need to make room for, for new additions. To, so that has a mixture of probably, f I mean, geez. So many different, and my father-in-law started me with this this idea, and and we're like, oh, let's start a log. We can start logging what we put in it. I mean, it's a never-ending list. Like it'll just continuously. But that's nice and smooth. Well, yeah, it, it's tasting it. I mean, when I put it through the whole step-down process, I'm like, there's too many different things to cover. You know, normally we're getting something that we've been tasting before out of the bottle. It's like, okay, I expect. I'm like, so I was a little bit. I see it on camera a little bit befuddled. I'm like, what am I tasting? All of a sudden, oh, there it is. And like, what's that? Didn't expect it with, you know, that combination. It's yeah. probably one of the most different things I've had mm -hmm. in this type of. Uh... Forgive me, I need another one. I know you have in there. I will say that I don't think there's anything hundred proof or less. I, well, I was just going to ask you. I is think it proof it, specific the lowest just... one was I think a bottled and bond the resilient when I was down to the last. Resilient was 100 proof, uh, and I like to stay around that area. Anything too high octane, it's just like fireballs. Anything below that, I mean, it's good for flavor, but uh, the bottle and bond or the 100 proof, I feel, is a good medium level of, of strength when it comes to whiskey and bourbon. That's what we've been coming to find out, too. When we started, you know, we're not far from experts on it, but we start to get to the point of something we like. And... You know, we're looking for the taste, but it seems like what we've been hitting is something that's been very good on the palate. Doesn't burn too much as far as alcohol goes. When we're in that that eighty, you know, we're in that ninety, you know, kind of uh, actually ninety eighty six was the last one we had, and then a ninety. I'm sorry, an eighty six proof, then a ninety two, and it seems like that less alcohol burn we call it. Uh, the flavor is there, you know. So anything up and don't, that doesn't just you know dispute the fact there are great. Ones that have higher proof in there too that we still haven't, you know, really come across. But for yeah. sure, that's what we've come across. I'd have to say, right? I would say so. Yeah. <clears throat> so, how long have you been in the cigar industry? Well, we started the company in 2014, and uh, but I I've been smoking cigars since '98. And since that, I, you know, I enjoy cigars, and I say, well, why don't I do my own blend? You know, my own cigars, you know? Wow. Yeah. And uh, I used to be a truck driver, so um, I used to go to a lot of gas stations, and gas stations, they don't have premium cigars. No. You go to every gas station, and say, no. You know, when you're driving, you're always, you want to, some people that like to smoke, they, they would like to smoke driving, you know? So I said, well, why don't we put like acrylic displays on gas station, liquor stores, and convenience store on consignment? So yeah. they sell, they make money, you know, they don't lose any money. 
having the cigars in there. You know? Yeah, and they're getting a premium product right. from you right. know their stops. Yeah, because most of those guys are on the road for so right, long. Right, right. And a lot of truck drivers smoke cigars. You know. Sure. So that's how it started. You know, I start putting cigars on the gas station, liquor stores, and convenience stores, and one skyrocket. You know. So then I I start with uh, I say what are I want to be in the smoke shop or the cigar lounges or you know i need to have something that the people want it but i gotta compete with 500,000 brands so i said i'm gonna start with flavor cigars yeah you know it's not I mean, that many flavor companies uh, you know flavor cigar companies so i said well i'd rather compete with two or three uh flavor cigar companies than thousand you know other brands so i start with flavor cigars so the the brand start getting to you know everybody start knowing the brand because of flavors you know, really? and okay. then then I start doing the premium cigars because everybody knows the you know the the brand because of the flavors. That's how it start. Wow. Yeah. And I've See, noticed that you have a very wide variety of flavors. I personally I'm not a a, a big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not for everybody, I guess. I mean, smoking one of these, I can only imagine it's it's great, but. Uh, I mean, we got a couple of boxes on the wall. Peach cobbler. Right. Um, I, I saw one in the grape. Uh, you said immediately you smell yeah. the box. Apple, apple teeny. Yeah. Yeah, apple martini. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it, it's. I mean, there's that grape box. You can see oh, it. The purple. Yeah, right here. Yeah. Yeah. And even with an empty box, you can open it up and you can smell the. Uh, yeah, this is grape. Yeah. Grape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, we got 17 flavors. We got it from like There's chocolate, mint, mint, cherry, cognac, cherry. I think of like the vanilla uh, cognac. In my head, I think of like Willy Wonka. Like, are, yeah. you, are you like, <laughs> are you stirring up any new flavors? Right, right. Or is there something that we should be like? Now we start. We're coming up with the coffee line. Oh. In summer, latte, mocha, and cappuccino. See, that's something I would do. See, and that's yeah. kind of interesting because yeah. we talked about it. You know, when right. when I first started smoking cigars, and you know, I'd have a beer and a cigar or whatever. Not, you know. And someone would hand it to me, hey, do try it, you like it. I'm like, yeah, I would like it, not knowing anything about it. And still, you know, going through the, uh, still through, going through the uh, phases of learning more about it. And then I was told to uh, try it with coffee. And mm-hmm. I did with that, you know, I've got black coffee here. So, I mean, sorry, folks, I mean, it's not all whiskey. A lot of times we'll bring the coffee and just try it. But just to see that, and that is black coffee that I have in the cup there. And going back and forth with that, and it tastes great with a cigar. Um, so, when you started with the flavors... And so you found that niche, you're like, hey, and it took off from there. And you got to the premium. What, what I mean, don't want to tip the scale either way, but yeah. what do you like better? I mean, what are your preferences? I like premium cigars. You know, my, and that's the way it goes, yeah, huh? Yeah, I like premium cigars. But people love flavor cigars, so, you know, you got to make what the people want, know what you like, you know? Well, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's, uh, I've been to a couple, you know, my fair share, not my fair share. I just right. started taking golf, and right. I was telling Matt that my game improved from awful to bad, mm-hmm. so that's that's an improvement. It's an improvement, a great improvement. Well, that's a great you know? improvement. Yeah, <laughs> right. I won't tell you the scores, but uh, you know they're not in triple digits anymore. Okay, so you know, well, yeah. nah, I, mean, I, I, I take that back. Listen, I, you know, I've, I've you know I've I've traveled with the with the golf industry for yeah. a damn near a decade, and uh, I would say if you're not getting paid for it and you're still hitting under a hundred. That's a good day on a golf course. I'm there's no, you know. Okay, well, well let me get that straight. I think I hit under 100 once then. Okay, now it's perspective. See, when I first started playing, now the truth comes yeah, out. Yeah. Well, no. Well, it's it, it, this tells you how novice I am when I was playing my first like went out, you know, we went down to Florida with my friends. Hey, say come along. I got some golf clubs that aren't really fitted. And I'm there and we're playing at the end of the day, I scored a 140. So I'm like, I win. You got an under 200. No, I thought the highest score wins. Oh. You know, I'm like, I beat this guy. He's got an 87. Put it, you know. And they're like, no, that's not how it works. I'm like, okay. So I kind of like, you know, refocused that paradigm, and I changed things up. And uh, I did, chopped it down, you know, about 25 strokes, you know, as the year went on, and I got better. And so now I'm like, kind of like that 107-ish, 110, you know, kind of deal. I mean but, that's that's a and I had ninety seven one time so 
you're below that like laughing mark, you know, like when you get back to the clubhouse after and you go to the the nineteenth well, hole. You tell the guys that I golf with then, because that's what oh, they seem well, to be doing. You should play with me more. Okay. <laughs> because they're saying, my gosh, hey, yeah. Ken's up. Hey, guys, bring a log by. It looks like yeah. he's chopping wood. Yeah. I'm like really? Okay. I mean, they're a bunch of cut ups, yeah. and you know, but it's from the heart. I know they're trying to make mm. me better, right? You know. So your facility, uh, Tapaclera La Familia. Uh, how many cigars do you can you produce like daily or monthly? Like, like how we make between twelve thousand and fifteen thousand cigars a day. Wow! Yeah. And obviously all hand rolled. I, I saw pictures yeah, on your hundreds, Facebook yeah. and some of the videos. Um, that's yeah. that's awesome. Right. Well, it's funny because I mean we, I don't want to gloss over this, but I can mm. see why you smoke a couple of these a day. Yeah. These are. They're very good cigars. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Probably the, one of the best affordable, mm-hmm. tasteful cigars. I mean, very it, affordable. It's very balanced. Yeah. You know, it, uh, you can see, I had to touch it a little bit because I, that was me reaching over and lightening it right. directly. But we want everybody to smoke cigars. When, you know, no, everybody can afford a 12, $15 cigar. So, you know. Well, that's yeah. what, uh, Fred was saying down there. Right. And, uh, I was asking, you know, yeah. Fred a little bit, I don't know, what's he like? You know, as he, yeah. he goes, uh, he said right off the bat, he goes, uh, right off the bat, they are all in the quality, nicest guy. He said about you, and not to mention, he said it doesn't matter what cigar somebody's smoking. You have the same attention to it. Somebody has a question about it or whatever. Hey, you're like, hey, try this then, this and that. I mean, you're all. It sounds like that from so that that good positive talk precedes you. Just so you know, that's out there. Uh, you know, is all your tobacco grown uh, and cured in Nicaragua, or do you source it? Oh, it's all Nicaragua. Yeah, we're okay. all Nicaraguan cigars. Different parts of Nicaragua, like Jalapa, Esteli, Condega, you know, wow. Ometepe. We've got different... Do you have any farms in, like, the Ometepe? Uh, no, we don't have farms. We buy... Oh, okay. We're going to start growing our own next year. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you start. use that, like, I mean, I think it's all volcanic soil yeah, down yeah, there, right? Like, the, whole, <laughs> the, whole act, the whole country is uh, yeah. volcanoes everywhere. That's the one thing I've noticed is, like, the... Pedro 1964 mm-hmm. and some of those cigars mm-hmm. have such a bold flavor to mm-hmm. them, and I think that's because of the way they were grown in, right, in right. that soil. I it's love so Nicaraguan tobacco. Is I think for me it's the best in the world. Yeah, I tried Cubans, I tried Dominicans, I tried, but it's something on the on the on the leaf is so rich in flavor that, that that's why I love them. Man. Okay, I got two questions for you there. So I mean. Doing a little bit of research background. We're talking about the different areas down here. Talking about Honduras, Nicaragua. Um, sunlight. Is there some areas, is Nicaragua, as far as their sunlight goes, is that, you know, year-round is something that affects your product or, you know, versus well, other? All depends. The tobacco all depends on the weather. If too much rain, too right. much, if it's too dry, everything affects the, the tobacco leaf, you know, but pretty much all. All the time, it's, it's good. So that region, my question right. more should be, is it balanced? It's more balanced. Yeah, it's for balanced. That more yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you talked about the, uh, the volcanic soil. Right. Um, and also, too, well, let's just show it right here. got an opportunity yesterday, and I can't smoke it now. Yeah, I wanted to talk. That's the wild hog you said, like right? The wild hog, yeah. yeah. Um, Four and a half by 60. Okay. Yeah. So just a little bit on that. I had the opportunity to try this yesterday. I was telling right. you, you know, doing my research, you know. Right. And... I thought to myself immediately, okay, I'm like, all right, this is going to go through pretty quick. This is going to be done in a matter of, yeah. you know, what we say, we joked a, little, a half hour, that'll be done. Yeah, 20 minute Tom. Not the case, not the case at all. Uh, it's, you could tell immediately it's thicker, bolder, uh, well ventilated, I call it. And it, the burn, the way that it steadily burns down, is slow, methodical. Uh, I mean, I showed you a couple of pictures. I said, here it is yeah. after 20 minutes, and it barely moved. And the, the, the picture you sent me, the ash on it uh-huh. was very, like, a just a, a good, solid ash. And I know, like, some people have that, like, oh, ash doesn't mean anything. To me, it, it does, because I've had premium cigars, expensive cigars, that you can kind of look at it and be like, oh, wow, like, that that ash starts is, is nice white. It's almost crystallizing as you smoke it. The, the burn ring around it shows the oils on that wrapper itself. And the pictures he was sending me from the wild hog that he smoked is like, oh, wow. All right. Like, okay. that is. Yeah, because we, we were dialoguing back and forth, you know. He's, uh, we do like, like do a research. He likes to do a lot of research. So I started catching up on that. I'm like, well, I'm going to do more empirical evidence. I'm going to go out into the field, try it out, 
you know, come back with my findings or do some real-time findings and send them. So we were going back and forth on that. And, you know, I started saying, I go, I don't know, this might be my new favorite. Uh, one of the big characteristics of it, 10-year leaf. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what that is? I mean... The process of this cigar, we, we you know, those leaves are fermented for a long time, you know. Usually the regular cigar, they go from six months to a year okay. in the room to uh, uh, fermentate the leaf. As a, and um, this cigar is a long time process uh-huh. to be able to get to that point where you enjoy a rich, flavory cigar, you know. Some some cigars are less time and they they're good, but we want to uh, have more time on the cigar so that the, the flavor comes out, and it's a unique flavor. You know, when you try that cigar, it's something different. You know, you, you, I mean, and I, I can attest to that because right. having the, this one is great, right. and mm-hmm. it like fits the need. It's mm-hmm. mild. It's you know just as you go. When you have something like that, that I know. It's okay. You, you take. I did do a couple cold pulls. You know, right. he educated me on that, and I'm like, okay, I get. I'm pulling flavor immediately. Yeah. It's immediately type like you know how you get the smell when you put it up to your nose, but you're breathing it in and you're, you're tasting it. And then when I let it let it sit for a little bit, purged it a few times, and it started to have you know it's a nice glow. Um, Blackberry turn was solid. It was okay. I'm go ahead and take a pull on this smoke coming in. You're blowing the smoke out, and then you're sitting it down. It was funny when you sat it down. There really wasn't you know, a lot of smoke coming off of that. It was all kind of like locked in, for lack of a better term. So when you would take a plea, you're like, oh, wow, there's a lot of smoke. There. It looks unassuming. You know, if you have a cigar that's ashy and it's got a lot of smoke, this one you take, you're like, okay, there's a smoke, and there it is yeah. again. So it was pretty interesting for me. Now, with that 10-year, mm-hmm. is that normal? I mean, is that the, the four-inch? Is that something that... No, that's that just for that cigar. Not all the cigars, you can do that. You know, uh-huh. you want to have production constantly and if, if you have a cigar that take too long you know how much production you're gonna have you know? okay and that so that's exactly it yeah. because i i that was the thing that you know boggled my mind i'm like got something here that's more compact but it is every step of the way of quality yeah and i don't know what i would do if it was you know two inches longer like that i'd be like right. oh my gosh that's why we make you yeah. know a cla- uh, uh, special cigars like that would make it small you know it's, you want to enjoy it, but not like a regular cigar, like for a seven-inch cigar, or you know, yeah. we do something special with that cigar. Uh, and you're spot on, and so yeah. and it was like that education as it was, because I could see, you know, when we talk about the golf course, you imagine on the golf course having something like this, and I think that would be perfect. It's a little more compact, yep. You know, and you're enjoying it as you go. You can essentially hold it in your mouth as you do what you're doing, and and then go from there. But yeah, I mean, nobody wants like a, a giant. Like I've seen well, some uh, do, with the, but yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I've seen what the the I don't know if the the pandemoniums where they're like eight by eighties, like they're just two feet long. Yeah, we got uh, we yeah. got one that we just came out last year. It's called the Savage. Okay, seven and a half by seventy. Whoa, yeah, that's like a Churchill yeah. length. Yeah, but, but seventy uh, gauge. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, people, I, well, man, some people love those cigars. There was one that you know, there was. Looking at the one, and I didn't really, uh, uh, I mean, I sat down and started smoking that. I stopped doing the research in the actual humidor. But you have one there. What is that one that I was looking at? The, there's a long, and it is the thicker gauge one. I don't think it's, it's the Goro or something like that. Uh, or, Gran, Gran Toro? Toro, sorry. The 6 by 60 Yeah. Okay. It is pretty, you know. Yeah, it's the Toro Gordo type of style mm-hmm. where, yeah. yeah. Right. And I was looking at that. I mean, there's right. a wide selection they have over there. Right. Yeah, we got all the cigars in Bernal Live. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they yeah, they always yeah. Uh, promote them. And they, right. I'm glad they had because I wouldn't have known otherwise. If, right. uh, you know. So I know you specialize in private labels too, uh, exclusive for like, individuals, stores, events, and venues. Yeah, yeah. We, do, um, we do for uh, law firms, for the golf outings, and uh, we do private label for private companies and cigar, uh, cigar lounge they want their own tobacco you know, their, own, yeah. their own cigars so. I think that's a great opportunity for stores and stuff like that to create like they're something exclusive just for them um, I could actually immediately think of a couple of local businesses that I 
work uh, and, and friends with that will probably want to collaborate eventually. But uh, And flavors, too. They and, want to have their own private flavor that nobody else has. They, and so your team, if I understood yeah. it, I, uh, they, you can also have like a, a crew go out, um, cater to that event, show them how to cut it, how to light it, some cigar etiquette, things of that nature. So that's really, that's, that's awesome opportunity for like a golf event or, or things of that nature. Or the cigar social. Or the cigar social. Yeah, sure. Why not? You know, the uh, exclusive line. You know. The anniversary. <laughs> Are there any private labels that you've yeah. done that like kind of immediately stand out that, that was like a, a big hurrah type of thing? We make uh, some, some private labels uh, for like big law firm that everybody knows, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're they're everywhere, you know. Has but, there uh, been any uh, like events that you've done at uh like uh, major we, events? We did uh, a a big event for a radio station, uh, Cigar Social Podcast. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. The the radio <laughs> five six a.m. Uh, okay. With uh, this guy, uh, it's a guy and a girl. Okay, uh, for Chicagoland area? Yeah, Chicagoland area. And, uh, I'm sorry, what was the band? 5.60 a.m. 5.60 a.m. Okay. Because uh, I, I normally listen to, I listen to sports, I listen to 780s, 70,000. Yeah. Uh, they talk more, more politics in the morning. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Hey, question. I, <clears throat> when my wife was pregnant, I tried to, like, not drink with her, and I read somewhere that root beer is a good pairing for cigars. Is that a flavor that you have in your line, or no? No sassafras. I was about to say, like, that would be awesome. because We got liquor infused, too. We got. I saw that. We got whiskey, cognac, okay, amaretto. Now you're talking. Uh, rum, tequila. Yeah, we got it. See, okay, because I, uh, once again, when I was looking through, I saw some other ones that were basically. In the jars. Yeah, exactly. In the jar, in the jar by the register. In the jar by the register. Yeah. It's like being at the candy store. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're looking, okay, there's my, and I'm looking, I'm just yeah. like, wow, and I felt like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just, you know, I said, hey, get back down to earth, got, get, take what you got, and go. And like, it, to, that for kind the of next adventure. falls in line, because like, I, my, my father-in-law, for example, he, and, and I, it's debatable, some folks say do it, some people don't, but he like, when he has a good liquor, uh, he'll cut a cigar, dip it, kind of get that flavor on the wrapper itself, and some people are like, oh, that ruins the draw, or whatever. But for an infused cigar that already has a cognac flavor to it, I mean, I think that's that's perfect for someone who enjoys that that flavor profile. Mm-hmm. And we make a sweet tip, so you put it in your mouth; it's sweet in the tip, and then you get the the flavor of the liquor. Yeah. That's that's yeah. cool. So those are, I mean, as I listen to you talk about, it, I mean, those are quite popular, is what you're saying. You have there's quite there's a definitely an audience out there that enjoys that. Um, because I do have some friends of mine who, I mean, they dabble with cigars. They're not, you know, they're the type that they're not going to smoke like we do. Or, you know, on the, uh, what they'll do is like, hey, I'll have one for an event or, you know, or it's a holiday or something like that. And they're prone to follow something that has that sweet texture to it. That's that sweet profile you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them will immediately gravitate like to an acid, you know, will they have that just that general sweet taste to it. Uh, but you've taken it to a different level of actually flavorizing the sweet. Concept. If you realize acid is one of the best, uh, probably one of the best sellers you got in the world. What's that again? What was that? They acid. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. And they got like I don't know, like fifteen, twenty sizes, and all the same flavor. Really? They do. But they, but they sell more than all the big companies. Uh, I mean, acid is one of. Uh, I could say one or two in the world. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people are getting into yeah. that flavored. Oh. Um, one that pops in my head is the the Deadwood uh, Tobacco Company, the cigar company. They have the, the Sweet Jane, and I had one of those, and I'm like, same thing. It was just like that f- sweet flavor-infused yeah. wrapper. Yeah. Well, the thing I'm starting to, I mean, you obviously, you, you plugged into that. You've got a uh, a target audience out there that, may enjoy a premium but they definitely gravitate toward that mm-hmm. sweet you know that sweet and that flavor case and that's pretty much where everybody start everybody start with a flavor or sweet cigar yeah I, you know what you're probably right when i i think the first cigar i ever had was uh maybe a swisher sweet yeah, yeah. you know when no one was looking right you know like a, <laughs> 
because I wasn't of age. But I mean, it was like that kind of deal. My grandfather, uh, he lived to 102. And he would, uh, every day he would have a have a Tampa and uh, whatever brown liquor. I mean, he was, a, he was a, a VO guy and he liked to make his highballs. And like I said, he lived a good long time, but he would drink those on a regular basis. And we'd and ask, perhaps, how do you do it? I mean, everybody talks about how bad, you know, alcohol is and definitely how smoking is. He's like, oh, I was doing that long before they found out it was bad for you. So, yeah, that doesn't count, that doesn't count. That's for me. Yeah. yeah, That's when it was and like he, in prescriptions. Yeah, like if you were was, sick, here's some bourbon and a cigar. And he was, uh, and he was right. So, yeah. I mean, there is, you know. So, <laughs> he loves to hold on to He got a point there. Yeah, love Grandpa Walter. He, uh, yeah. I mean, he, he basically, uh, you know, he lived his life as he did. He was a uh, uh, World War II vet, born the 4th of July. Died two days before the 4th of July. Uh, but he still was, you know, kicking and a great guy, you know, as grandfathers go. And, you know, I love the guy. But he was just so down to earth. And things like that were just, you know, hey, this is the way it was. And uh, now that was a different group. Um, that group was cut from leather. I mean, we, we're not going to see that group again. But in, in any event, here's Tia Gramps, you know. I enjoy a, a good bourbon, and Ken, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you're more of a like an Irish whiskey guy. Well, we, we, we kind of like vetted that a little bit. Um, what will end up happening with me is I've tasted a number of different Irish whiskeys, and for some reason that, you know, I'm part Irish. But, I mean, what will come to me is there's that certain flavor, that flavor mix seems to, you know, something that I kind of like gravitate toward. Um, and... You know, oftentimes I'll say it's my, my weapon of choice, but I can't sit there and say that, you know, that is it because I'm open to, I've had, you've introduced me to a bunch of great bourbons. I've had some great scotch. Uh, but getting back to your original question, yeah, I would have to say if there was uh, a deeper dive for me, it would be something along the Irish whiskey uh, type of line. So what is your, like if, What's your go-to beverage when you when you want to just kick back and smoke a cigar and sip on something? I'm more. I don't drink that much, but I, when I when I drink with a with a cigar, it could be a beer. Yeah. A Heineken. All right. See, yeah. we kind of it was funny we were talking about this. We're like, you know, he may not drink. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things we're actually. I, I got a bar in the house, and I don't drink. There you go. Okay. So well, if my friends come over and they, you know. Right. They, yeah. they, they, someone will. Yeah. Someone will drink. Yeah. So I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, should we get some beer? I, I don't, you People know. see my bar and they say, oh, my God, there's got to be a drinker. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's for the courage. <laughs> I got a, uh, yeah. we'll, hopefully you could do uh, one of the casts that we have from where I, I got a downstairs bar, which is a, you know, it's a whiskey bar. Or a, I call, I use the term brown liquor because, you know, whiskey is specific, but we, Obviously, dabble. Yeah. In a whole no, you have things. a nice setup downstairs in yeah. your house. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. I mean, like like how yours is there. It's more of a Steelers bar. It's but... well, it's a Steeler bar yeah. for good reason. So we don't go there that often. He, well, do you know? I don't know if you heard. He's a, he's a Dallas fan. <laughs> yeah. I know. Do you a uh, sports fan? Football fan? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, yeah. I watch sports. Yeah. Do you like? I used to play baseball. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So here you are in the Chicagoland area. Yeah. I ask it right now. You can immediately have a house divided, I think. White Sox or Cubs? Cubs. Oh. Did you hear that? It was my back. Crack your bow. Oh. You know what? You know what? Fine. Yeah. I, I would say, I forgive you. You know? It's okay. Uh, no, I mean, we're, we literally are in our household, yeah. a house divided. Our, and actually, you know what? My first Cubs game, it was last year. I've been here 27 years. Really? And the first Cubs game was last year. Wow. I've been three times in White Sox and one time in the Cubs, and uh, it was last year. Wow. I uh, uh, Don't get me wrong. I love going to a Cub game. A Cub game is an experience. Cubs game is something else. Isn't it, though? Uh, man, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, third, that At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, that park is full. <laughs> I said, people don't work here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's in the game. And not only that, the, the stadium is full, but yeah. then Wrigleyville around it, at the Cubby Bear at Murphy's Bleachers, oh it is my God. It's uh, pandemonium. All those bleachers in the, in the rooftop? Yep, rooftop, My yep. God. So I've, had the, I've done that. I've done the rooftop a couple times. Right. So that's been a great experience. You know, you're out there like, oh, here's me. I'm like, this is genius. You're literally 
think you drink all the way. What is it? When do they cut you off? Seventh inning. Seventh inning. But in the meantime, you already paid your upfront price. I mean, you can almost sit like 90 people up there. And they've got, you know, the way that it's set up, you, you can, you know, go indoors and you can, you know, you're eating, drinking the whole time. Great setup. So I've been steadily throughout my life going to a Cub game, and I'm not like every year go to one, but I've seen the progression. We'll call it evolution for the Cubs, if you can say that. But uh, what they've done is it's, it's kind of genius how they've reinvested back in that area. You're saying Wrigleyville. Um, so that area there, like brick houses and, you know, that bar they have there and all that. So I, I got to tell this story. There was a, I think it was a couple of years back. It was before COVID. So it was, you know, things were more free, easy and open. We took a bus ride down there. You got that bus trip set. Everybody's there and you get down there, you got your tickets and you go. So before we actually are able to get, we start getting seated, um, start to enjoy the area there, you know, like things going on. I mean, they, it almost, dare I say, kid friendly kind of thing going on outside right outside the stadium or the, or the park and there's the bar brick houses so i figure i'm gonna go in i'm gonna have a drink so I, I have a drink there and i get myself a you know jameson and ginger ale nice tall one i think i spent 11 bucks and i'm drinking it and i'm thinking oh, okay this is all common area i'm gonna go ahead and walk out and they're like oh no no buddy you gotta finish that right here and i'm like i could see where i need to go i'm like you know what okay I'm a rule follower. So here I am, you know, three quarters of a drink was left. And then within the next 12 seconds, it wasn't, it was gone. I'm like, okay, whatever. So now I get in line and I'm like, wow, okay, the line, it's okay, no big deal. Lo and behold, there's a beer tent right where I line up to get in line here. And I'm like, you know what? I'll have a beer there. So I get a 16 ouncer, pay the fee. And I start drinking that. Well, no sooner did I start drinking this, the line starts moving. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's test the waters again. And before I said anything, I saw a group of people over there basically holding their nose, chugging their beers. And I'm like, okay, that's where I need to go. So, because I know they're not going to let me go past, you know. So sure as heck, I go there and I think I drank that in 32 seconds. And then I finally get in and of course I'm empty handed. So what do I need to do now? Okay, what a racket! I'll tell you, it was like genius. But by the same, it's it's it just promotes heavy episodic drinking, which I think they're trying to avoid. I get it, I understand that, but I'm like bravo. Okay, I uh, I was in the system, and I think the Cubs beat St. Louis that day. I can't, you know. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. My brother, my dad, my older sister, they are all Cub fans, and I think the reason why I like the White Sox. Well, there's my, me and my wife, um, my son, and I think he is because, you know, dad influenced that. But I remember, like, well, why that? You know, why did you pick White Sox over Cubs? And I remember as a kid, when we had good grades, they would send you tickets in the mail. That, that You know, it's amazing what that resonated as, you know? You know, one year I took... That's, that's like a drug. Well, it's like they... Uh, they're like, well, okay, we're going to start them young. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Cubs, like, but the Cubs didn't have to do that. They're like, no, like you said, every day of the week, you're going to yeah. put people in there. And you go uh, to the White Sox empty. Yeah. Even yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. When you go to the Cubs, yeah. different story. Yeah. Well, they don't they don't call us diehard White Sox fans. They call them diehard Cub fans. I don't know. Why do they do that? Matt? Any? I have no idea. Well, it's like a diehard Met fan? <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, I'm a. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm from Jersey, so I'm a Mets fan. I, I'll, I'll root for a Chicago team just because I like the sport. I like the game. I, uh, I've actually been to a, a Braves game at SunTrust in Atlanta to see the White Sox play the Braves. Um, the White Sox had to do a pitching change in the first inning. That's how bad it ended up. Mm. Like, it was awful. But the highlight of the night was right outside. They, they kind of built like a – a town, like a little village around the stadium with a whole bunch of stores and stuff. And they had a really badass smoke lounge there. I can't remember the name of it, but where, we went there, had a cigar, and just kind of just relaxed after the game. It was it was pretty where, awesome. Where was it? Were you in? Uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Like, I thought that story, like, I thought you were like 12 years old when the White Sox had to do the pitching change and all that. You, no, no, so this, was, this, this was a couple years ago. This oh, okay. was probably all right, all right. three years ago, I want to say. Hmm. Yeah. 
Hey, by the way, look at the ash on that. Yeah. Awesome. Mine, mine fell off. It is yeah. just, it, I'm trying not to. You know, I think uh, one of these episodes we're going to do a long ash competition. Really? And see how see who, who drops ash first. Okay. All right. I think that's going to be coming up. Drops ash first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like um, that idea. Hey, so, not to put you on the spot. No, no, sure. And I know it's like picking your favorite child. Yeah. But out of all of them. And okay. What what is your favorite creation here? I love the box press. The, the box press Habano. Habano. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, that was the one. It is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what I have. Yeah. yeah, that was the one that you know Kyle introduced right. us to that one, and sure as heck, I mean, that right. I never tried it, and you know the box press. We went on and on about that one, if I remember correctly, and that one was a good. You know, you get the first impression. And you're probably spot on with that. If you want a first impression with right. yours mm-hmm. and your premium cigar sure, smoker, yeah. try that. One. Can I borrow this for a second? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Try that one. And uh, there's no, I think there's probably no better way to say that. If you want to go ahead and probably introduce, you know, aside yeah. from your flavor, yeah. Ones, yeah. of course. Right. But, uh, Sweet lighter, yeah. by the way. Sweet lighter. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I have no complaints with this cigar either. I yeah, that cigar is, I love those cigars. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, is like, when you got some of the background of what we're doing here, it uh, guys and gals out there who basically don't really know or want to go and try and they want to get into it and they're dabbling with it. And it's great insight you bring with as far as the sweet ones because I would never thought that. I thought I would have thought the sweet ones were more of a gimmicky thing, but they're not. No. They're clearly, they're they're kind of like a, a mainstream type of concept. Especially you saying that's how you started, and then it blossomed into you know here we sit today, you know onward and upward. So. So I know you can check out Don Rafa uh, <clears throat> on Facebook. You have an Instagram. Uh, and obviously, DonRafaCigars.com. Uh, besides DonRafaCigars.com and our friends down at Burning Leaf in Naperville, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where else would you be able to find? Uh... We're all over Chicago Lang area, most of the lounges. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in Rocky Patel, Ultimate. We got pretty much all of them. Okay. Yeah. Because I started asking around too, and then they've had them. Yeah. Because I, like I said, I would have never known that. You know, no offense, I didn't know that it, it wouldn't exist until it was introduced to me, and thankful for that. In that regard. Yeah, and I've also noticed that you have <clears throat> a collaboration with Frontline Cigars. Yeah. Our uh, mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. down at Frontline. Uh, I saw a picture and I saw the video on YouTube. I'm gonna pull the trigger and probably buy a couple because they look awesome. But the Defender. I think is probably the one of the most I've seen barber poles using candela. I've seen candela used in different ways, but I've never seen it in such a a meaningful way, right? Because it, it's supposed to it, it's to represent and uh, support the troops and, and the military. So the cap, the head is green, candela, and the foot is green to kind of like mirror like a helmet and boots type of thing. And I think that is awesome. Yeah. And Steve is a great guy. So. Yeah, we we want we want to meet him sometime. You know, yeah, it was because uh, nice he did a little research on there, and you know, saw you guys on YouTube. I'm like, okay, we gotta reach out to these cats, and uh, that's near and dear to us. Uh, first responders, military, mm-hmm. clearly something that you know we have. A he got the blue line name. for the co- for the cop, the cops, and the defender for the military is he working on a red line yeah he working on the red line is he really is okay he? i'm assuming for yeah. firemen yeah, yeah firemen you know? yeah. yeah i was yeah. A, a volunteer fireman in jersey for a couple of years so mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool to see how that comes out yeah, yeah he's well, i'd love to see that yeah gosh the um question there are we gonna go with uh, what's on your mind we could we could well uh sure okay what's on your mind okay so, background, we do a little bit of a little off topic, like guys when they start smoking, talking. What's on my mind, huh? Well, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't know if you pay attention to the House representatives past the uh, <coughs> uh, legalization of cannabis. Federally. Federally. Um, of course, the issue is going to, will it be accepted in the Senate? Uh, most likely not at this point in time. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's uh, a, a good question. There's a there's a, a, a huge debate, and I I it's, it's that I feel like it's a fifty fifty. Really, I mean. Well, you know that you know cannabis was legal in this country, you know, 
you know that back in you know i mean i I think i misquoted before the stamp act was in 1937 and essentially is basically saying you know you can you can do it you uh basically have to register and with with irs and uh but you have to pay an occupational tax to it so people are like well why would i do that i can just grow it in my backyard and go from there so i mean i think with the the interesting part of it is for me. Oh, that's right. Can you it's time to top, top off. off? Time. Are you, to are you good off. there? Are you all right? It's the time where we. Yeah, that's no, no. That's the whole thing about it. We. Uh, I'm reaching. I know. I'm trying to get a better God, grip on the, so the can. Strong. This thing is heavy as hell. So strong. Okay. And uh, another. Okay. You do it right. yourself? Do you still do this? Well, no. Uh, oh. So yeah, that's. The beauty, the beauty of the infinity bottle, uh, owner's bottle, private bottle. Every time you get down to like that last glass, it's almost like the last glass goes to the house type of deal. And as long as you kind of keep it consistent, I'm a big bourbon fan, so that's all different types of bourbon. Um, so yeah, it, it's something that uh, it, it's kind of cool because it'll fill up, and then you know, time like this will come along, take a ch- good chunk out of it, maybe finish it, and start over. <laughs> And just to finish off what we're talking about with the legalizing it, if you do legal, let's say it does happen. You know, there are states out there that actually do have it legal, and the federal government hasn't recognized it. I think we mentioned before that's their issue. That's the Tenth Amendment thing. State sovereignty, you can do it on their own, but, you know, subject to debate. But moving forward with it, I'm like, let's say it is legalized. Like, well, how do you manage it? You know, you don't want the same debacle you had back in the 30s. So you don't want to go ahead and... Obviously, they're regulating. You can buy at dispensaries in Illinois. Uh, you know, you pay the fees, the taxes that are associated with it, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, well, how do we get away from what happened 100 years ago? People are like, why would I do that? Uh, it happened years ago. It failed. I have an idea because now what are we trying to do? We're trying to do more restorative justice. We're trying to keep more people out of jail. And it, what am I going to start arresting people who have are, have in possession marijuana that has not been registered properly or gone through the proper channels said, well, you do what a, you adopt what a lot of other countries have done as far as like, uh, sanctions or consequences, a heavy duty fine system, you know, more administrative. Like, I'm not going to take you to jail for this, but you're going to have a heavy fine and you'll see your day in court, et cetera, with that. And then you start hitting them in the pocketbook. But also another thing too is this, who's going to regulate this? Immediately comes to mind, you have the ATF. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives. But now are they the alcohol, tobacco, firearms, explosives, and cannabis agency? Or do you have another subgroup? So it will create new jobs at the federal level for the regulation part of it. But by the same breath, I think it can work. But now you start moving away from we're going to warehouse people, lock them up, because you're trying to keep people out of jail for minor minor drug offenses. And if you legalize it, what what are your sanctions? Well, they're going to have to be fines. They're going to be administrative in nature. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's how you're going to get them. You know, you're going to get them and it's like, listen, I don't want to put you in jail for not following the rules for our new laws with this. So we're going to take it a different route. And I, I think that's the only way it can work, you know, be successful with that. Yeah. So that was what was on my mind. The thing is all about the money. It was. That's all, that's all well, that was the thing about it. That's why they, in the original, uh, when, like they put the tax stamp out there and like, okay. We're not getting our money. Nobody's following the rules. Let's just make it illegal because we can't regulate it. We can't get the money, like you said. Right. You're spot on. Because now all the states that uh, approve the marijuana, is they're making millions and millions and millions in taxes. They it's are. just insane. You're right. And you are, I mean, in, you know, good, bad, or in between on it. I mean, we is it a win-win? Finally, you're talking about, I think we talked about, you know, alcohol is a more psychoactive drug than cannabis is. Uh and, you know, the stigma from it is lessened. The When they've looked over time and time again, they've uh, essentially said that, you know what, this is not as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, detrimental? I mean, would you say as far as, like, something that would involve a syntax or whatever it may be? Yeah, yeah. Victimless, in line with gambling, in line with, you know, whatever. But uh, I think that's where the time chain, they have to make that turn. But I don't believe it's going to get passed with the Senate the way it is. With there's still 
they would vote it down for the reasons that they have. But who knows? Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So anyway, moving I, forward. Uh, I have a, a cigar, do, don't, or myth. Do tell. So today is a uh, myth. The difference between strength and body on a cigar. Some people strength and body. Yeah. So people uh, will say this is a full body, and they they'll refer to the strength of it. The body is uh, strength and body are two completely different things when it comes to cigars. The the strength is based on nicotine levels uh, and the effects that it has on you, like you know your your nicotine buzz or whatever folks may get from it. Huh. And the body refers to the actual depth of the flavor. So, for example, like a full-bodied cigar will be rich and, and bold flavor, heavy, heavy flavor, like a like a good uh, Maduro or strong, strong flavor. Right? <clears throat> those, uh, are, those don't have to be Maduro. You can make a, 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 a you know, a full-bodied cigar. In Connecticut, it's what you put True. inside the cigar. Uh, like a Connecticut not, broadleaf uh, or something. People think that they, they see a dark a Maduro wrapper, immediately, immediately they think that it's a strong cigar. You, no, exact, it's not. That you're exactly right. That's you know, how, uh, that was our yeah. that was our myth last right. last yeah. episode. Was people think darker is is stronger? No, no. It's funny. It you might say have that, more flavor. Right. Before I even got into that, when I saw that, that's what I said. Oh, right. look at it's darker. It must right. be. More Strong, no, stronger no. must be more a uh, higher concentration of nicotine. You can make a mild, mild cigar and yeah. Maduro upper. Yeah, like you can have a mild cigar. Yeah, but, but it's full body. Right. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. like, you get most of your flavor from you can the wrapper. You make a Connecticut double hero. Ligero is the leaf that gives the strength of the cigar. You know, some cigars have half a leaf, a full leaf, or two leaf. So yeah. that's the string of the cigar. It all depends on the blend, right? Because you have the seco. Right, right. Seco's down at the yeah, bottom, seco, right? And I'm ligero, still trying to learn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seco, uh, ligero, viso. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. They, they bind down the wrapper. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm educated. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's so funny where, you know, I always go ahead and you personalize things, like your, your personal experiences with things. And when I was looking at it, I'm like, I've always looked at cigars. I'm like, oh, that looks like a lighter. That must be, mm-hmm. you know, mellow, medium, too. And, you know, as time went by, you know, obviously what we looked into, and obviously, you know, what you've said for sure, and you've said this before, too. Uh, it's like, no, don't. It, it is definitely, I think you even said, don't judge that book by its cover. That's, that's exactly that's that it. Premise. Don't judge that cigar by its wrapper. Yeah, because before you know it. The kid you know, can kick you in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> You can kick you somewhere. Then that's, <laughs> that's worse than being drunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there's yeah. been a couple you know, times I, where, you know, and it's it's mm. that's funny too because I want to talk about that as well. There have been times where I have been, you know, sober as a judge, debatable, uh, but uh, but all of a sudden I'm like I, I took a, you know, maybe a quarter of the way through my cigar, thank you, and all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, yeah. hey, yep. you know, and and that lasts for a long time. It's I usually when that happens to me, oh too. no no no, yeah. you get dizzy. It's, oh, it's almost unenjoyable. Oh yeah. no no no, it's, yeah. not, it's not enjoyable and at all. There's a, a cigar that I've had, and it's you know probably in my top ten. Um, and it's a, a Cameroon wrapper, and it's a Churchill size seven by fifty. It's a CAO Vision. They did it like a couple years ago. They did it for 2020. Thank you, friend. And I've talked about this a lot because it's like one of my go-tos i have a couple still in my humidor that they're they don't make them anymore but um it, it's weird because there's times where i'll smoke that and like i'll be like oh wow i get to the, the second second third and i'm like whoo that's the problem with it. you're like clipping along also okay wait a minute uh, but then there's gotta, times it doesn't gotta... really affect me and it's kind of weird but it's uh yeah i would i would definitely Easy consider that where you are if you're in an area where the smoke goes away you're fine but if you start breathing that smoke man like so I like, say that I got a, I got a story that's attached yeah. to that. My brother, uh, he he loves cigars, so he he's been benefiting from this. I'm, I bring him a cigar to try this because he's just kind of like a you know unattached. Like I like this one, I don't like it. Anyway, his uh, father-in-law, big-time cigar smoker, uh, well-educated, understanding of it, and unfortunately he's passed on. But my brother knew 
that he was accepted into the club when he first married his wife. So the dad said, hey, come hang out with my buddies. We're going to have a cigar, this and that. So it was like, he just told me the story recently, so I'm kind of paraphrasing it. So he said, yeah. So they're all lighting up cigars, enjoying them, and they're doing their thing. And uh, I guess what happens is he's sitting there, and they are um, in the same room with him, and they're going to pull a prank. So what was happening was the dad kept pulling his attention. Hey, Keith, I want to tell you this and that, this and that. So the other guys, what they were doing was really talking and blowing the smoke at him, blowing the smoke at him, blowing the smoke at him. And he's like, just not, he's not, he's like, he's just trying to press. He's just trying to fit in. And he's just, and he's having his own, taking his own drags. And all of a sudden, of course, he's like, all right, I think I need some air. (laughs) (laughs) So he staggers out and gets some fresh air and he's turning goes in, and I think he's turned he's, white. Green. He turned man. green. He oh said he said God. he looked in the mirror. I think he said he turned Started green. Sweating. Yeah, oh, but man. the him, and I know my brother could just imagine him in the mirror. Oh, I had to pull it together, man. You know, give him some self talk. Like you got to show that you're tough. Get back in there, and then he gets back in there, and I think eventually I let him off the hook. But uh, no, you're you, exactly so, folks, and anybody watching there. Uh, there's a tip. There's a tip. Make darn sure that you're in a well-ventilated area because while you're smoking these cigars, if you go ahead and ingest more smoke than you need to, yeah. it's going to have a, a different outcome as far as quality of the experience. What do you think of the <clears throat> private uh, owner's bottle, infinity bottle, private? Uh, That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. So next time we see you, we got to teach you some Heineken as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we could do. We could do well, that. we're gonna do. I want to do a beer episode. I mean, we did a, an after hours yes. uh, bonus episode, and we kind of burnt a second cigar the last time we got together, and we're we're drinking uh, Salamoth, which is a local yeah, Illinois neighbor, brewery, Neighborville. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think <clears throat> we can maybe have an episode where we have a brown liquor, but a beer. Whatever. I mean, I've ever brought coffee this yeah. scene, so everything is like fair game now, right? Mm. Yeah, you guys yes. can come to the lounge anytime you guys want, and we're going to drink there, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. That sounds like an invite. Yeah. That's an invitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can watch the sports there. Okay. We can watch the cops there. Oh. That's okay. Here we go. This is going to be. It's going to be a wild we're summer. We're trying to turn yeah, yeah, yeah. with the lights on Okay. Oh, we, we we watch it for you. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you like yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta take this phone call. Hey, what the yeah, White Sox we're, we're outside outside while you was... Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. No, we do it for you. Establish. Establish. We do it for you. Yeah, we do it for you. Or if they play against each other, then okay. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's oh, a yeah. good game. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. I do want to bring up something from a sports aspect of it. Uh. We always seem to gravitate to football, big football fans. Did you hear about the new change in the overtime setting? Playoff only. Steal, yeah. Okay, what did you hear? So uh, what I heard was both teams will have the ability to have possession of the ball. Um. But I, I didn't read too far into it, uh, yeah, but I think I mean, that's to avoid what happened. Yeah. yeah, so now what they were having was, you know, they've gone ahead, like if some team, they get the flip of the coin, they score a touchdown, it's over. So they've been, a lot of people have been, you know, arguing and screaming, saying, hey, um, well, it's not fair. I mean, especially in a playoff game. You know, they should get their bite at the apple. You know, they should be... Um, um, I think that, <clears throat> I mean, not what to do cut you think? off, but I... I, I need your reaction. My knee jerk is if they're gonna do that. Go ahead. It should be season long. Okay. Because I, that because that affects who goes to the playoffs. Okay. So if you were gonna uh, give that special provision, if you would, to playoff only. Sure. That affects the outcome of the playoffs and obviously the Super Bowl. Correct. But you can't if you want to play in the spirit of fairness. Sure. Every team should have that ability throughout the, the entire season to then determine who goes to those playoffs. Well, you're, you're coming from a common sense approach. Right, and right. I appreciate which is that. The uncommon sense. So, yeah, why well, well, do that? Um, and, and here's me. The, I mean, we talk about the things we lie awake in bed and like, look at the ceiling and think about, you know, the carnival of horrors that I wake up to and think to about dumb things that keep me up at night. 
This one right here, really, I just, you know, another kicking and screaming moment for me. Like, so I kind of like divorced myself a little bit. We have the 17-game season this first year, the inaugural, first time. Did you guys notice more overtime games than the normal? I, I, I didn't notice it, but now that you bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now I'm, I'm the spirit of correlation. We can go ahead and correlate anything. Okay, we got an extra game. We've got more ties or at least overtimes. Let's go to that. Okay. So, I mean, I looked at that, and this is something they should probably check for the next 10 years. Watch it. Ever since the 17-game season, do we have more overtime situations? Number one. My point is this. Will you please just get it right? I know you guys went ahead and you have a 17-game season. We don't want to go ahead. It's, it's too much time on the field. Overtime. You wanted to get away from the sudden death. I'm in line with what you're saying across the board. Obviously, during the season, it can end in a tie. Playoffs cannot. Simply put, you do your 10, eh, your 12-minute yeah. fifth quarter. At the end of that, it's over in the regular season. We're done. Keep it simple. Okay? Playoffs, 10-minute, 12-minute. If it still is a tie, then we go to sudden death. Who cares? A safety He'll go, whatever it may be, it should end it. And that is, I want to say, and I thought most of the listeners could probably say, all 12 of them. Okay. <laughs> I think, no, I think we're, we're down to two now. Yeah, we're down to two now. Uh, we'll tell you that, no, that makes sense. Okay, let's not adopt the college thing where you stick you on 25-yard line and keep scoring and keep going and going and going. That is, is ridiculous in its own self, too. Uh, but since you've gone ahead and extended the season an extra game, Still wear and tear on these guys. Oh, I got a good idea. Go. What if we do what they do in hockey? I thought about that, too. A shootout. Leave it to the kicker, right? Because that dude doesn't get a lot of field time. So let's let's give him the opportunity to win a game. We'll start him at the 20. Both kickers get a chance. Both make it. Cool. Back him up 10 yards. Kick it. Back him up 10 yards. And then whoever misses. No, I got a better idea. Here's my (laughs) idea. Okay. You got a kicker and two defenders, okay, and one kick receiver, a guy returning the kickoff. Three against one. So if you go all the way down, yeah, you got can one bring guy back. catching the ball, and you got three guys. Well, basically two. The kicker. That would down. be interesting. That right there will be it. Okay, you do. That's your that's your shootout. Okay, mm-hmm. who keeps running it back for a touchdown? Three guys. Well, three kick it off. One guy receives with no blockers. Okay? And you got the whole field? Mm. What do you think, guys? Yeah. Call the NFL right now. Yeah. Roger, no, really. Roger Goodell, do no, you really. hear this? Yeah. Call them. I know you have a speed. So the kicker doesn't <laughs> even work? Well, the kicker can. can. The kicker can, yeah. but everybody, I mean, inherently the kicker. Or maybe the kicker kick and then leave. And okay. then the other two stay. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. thinking uh, three, I think, yeah, is yeah. a good. Because yeah. the kicker is not good at tackle. I mean. Right. Kicker. Yeah, he doesn't even have the right helmet, like you, I think. They'd be like, hey, right. the minute your kicker gets hurt and he's done, <laughs> that was a dumb idea. We'll never oh, do yeah, that yeah. again. Yeah. Right. yeah, there's there's you know, a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah. so I think if you do something like that, it's right. more gladiator type. But is it really? I mean, it's more skill. Yeah. You know, because you, uh, you can basically, your finger knocking a toenail can knock a guy into, and, he, and it's over. So that's your shootout. Yeah. Uh, maybe you do one for one. And go from there. I don't see you do it five times, but just do last one standing. That's it. Wow, look at all the problems we solved. And you know what? It's all because of cigars. Well, I think we got to. <laughs> and we're, we're burning through this this last third here. Yeah, we are. Um, and as we take the bands off, I'm about to take mine off. Uh, that tells me that this episode is down to a nub. Okay. Uh, I'd like to give a, a shout-out to our listeners uh, outside of the U.S., in Canada, Honduras, and Czech Republic. I, did, I had no idea that we were going to reach that far. Um, we also have followers on Cigar Scanner and Cigar Dojo now. We're Globo. Uh, we have a, <laughs> a special shout-out to uh, somebody in Cigar Dojo, uh, 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 Punish Kushner, uh Burrell, who is located in Gastonia, uh, North Carolina. Okay. Wanted to say hi. Uh, he reached <laughs> out. Um we also wanted to thank all of you for listening, especially those who hit the support button on our main page. Uh, very special. Thank you, Raphael, for joining us. Thank you guys for having us. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 
You're fine. Yeah, we, we, we try to class it up, yeah. and thank yeah. you for immediately doing that yeah. for us. Okay? Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Great experience. Yeah. Well, we'll do it again, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll yeah. Have to do this again. Yeah. yeah. Especially when he comes out with that giant cigar that he was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like I said, the Defender. No, no, no. No, the... The the Savage. The Savage. The Defender from uh, Frontline. Right. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's from well, Frontline. Yeah, you got to reach out to Steve. Say, hey, Steve. Okay. Steve, you're... Steve, they Steve. Yeah, you're like, hey, I've met these guys. Yeah. You know. Make sure you're a White Sox fan. I will not hold it against... I mean, you know... Everybody We're, loves the Cubbies. Uh, yeah. It's so easy to love the Cubs. All I do is just, yeah. just show up. and. I'd be happy if he shows up with a Mets hat, is what I'm saying. Oh, my gosh. I like a Pirates hat because the Steelers, of course. Oh, God. You know? But I uh, <clears throat> hope you join us again here at the Cigar Social. And until the next time, uh, keep putting smoke in the air. And I'd like to say just stay safe, everybody. Okay. All right. All right, folks. Thanks for hanging out with us just for a little bit. Hope we made your day. Until the next one. Until the next one. Cheers. Cheers.